the we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pound. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. Texting privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. My first grader was behind in reading, and this program has made a huge difference. She's now reading above grade level. I use it for my kids nightly reading for school. We love it, and it's super easy and quick to do. My kid, who just turned four years old and has been using the program since January of this year, can now read. Thank you so much, Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just $1. Text the word KID to 323232 right now. It's fast and easy. Text KID to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text the word KID to 323232. Text KID to 323232. All Hit Radio. To the X Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome back to the X one, everyone. Wow, here we are, segment three already. What a fast night this is. That's because I talk to the most interesting people in the world, bringing both sides of an issue to you, the X one nation, so that you can make up your own mind. I guess this is the only show on radio that doesn't force feed you. The hosts believe it's a show where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, and you, the audience, make up your most you make up your own minds. But what we do, as I said, is we bring you the most interesting guests that we can find, and guests that we've had on in the past that have made so much sense that we just ask them to come back again and again and again. Just like my guest this hour, Patrick Elizabeth Sims is the mother of three daughters and uh, one son and twelve grandchildren. God bless her and was with the late Bishop Ken Sims for 47 years. It is my pleasure to bring back my good friend, Patrick Sims. And Patrick, welcome back. Thank you so much. It's my great pleasure to be meeting with you again, Rob. I was so excited about it. You know, uh, I was asking um, my producers how many, you know, how long you and I have been on air together, and they were saying 12 years. Yes. Wow. <laughs> my goodness. Um, I must admit, I was, I was, I was uh, 
very interested and mildly shocked when I saw the topic of our conversation tonight, my demon-possessed best friend, my worst enemy. Yes. Tell me about that. Well, she, I, we met at uh, a conference here in Lawton years ago, back in the late 80s, mm-hmm. and she had a seizure during the conference, and uh, I was one of the ones that went over to... Um, minister to her and just making sure that she was okay and when she saw me she had this attraction to me she started coming to our church and just wanting to do things for us and um, after a while she would do things that we didn't know that she was doing like she would go to the house and cut the yard and so she just seemed like a really really good person so after a while we allowed her to move in as our live-in babysitter because I was working working full-time as a supervisor and we had a full-time ministry and a karate school that we met at for three to four times a week. And so it looked like she was just the answer to uh, a prayer. But we soon found out that um, that was not the case. What happened? She um, <laughs> where she was doing a lot of things that I didn't know that she was doing. After the second day, my husband told me um, she really needs to go because she's not who you think she is. But I thought he was being, you know, a typical hard, hard man. And I just thought she was wonderful and loving and everything. And uh, so she did move in with us. And we had a lot of strange things happening for one thing. Whereas I thought she would be an answer to prayer and help make my schedule lighter, my schedule increased and it started, she was having grand mal seizures every week. And since she was unable to drive because of that, I had to take her to the hospital every week. She would, things would happen like she would be in the shower and she'd just fall and and bust her head or um, she would be riding her, her bike and We would get a call from the convenience store a few miles away saying, you know, she passed out in the middle of the the median and could somebody come and get her. So it was increasing. And so we would notice that if she was around us, nothing ever happened. She could be sitting with us for five hours and be fine, go into her room and we'd hear the kids calling, mom, uh, she's having, having a seizure. And so it started to bother me because we were seeing a lot of miracles in our church. We were seeing people healed of cancer, people that were uh, blind and people that couldn't hear. And so I was just curious, Lord, why this lady lives in our house and she can't seem to get healed. So I went on a three day fast because I needed answers. I needed to hear from God about what was going on, not just with her medical side, but also with uh, the spiritual side. And she was actually on, I would say, a forced fast because she had had a seizure uh, three days prior and um, they had to wire her mouth shut. So she was able to drink a little bit of liquid through her, through a straw through her teeth. But that particular day when my fast was ending, they had removed the wire but she still had not eaten anything. And she was in the kitchen. I was sitting in my living room and um, just meditating, still meditating on the things of God. 
And I was looking toward the kitchen, toward the hallway, and I saw this big black figure, like it was trying to duck past me so that I wouldn't see it trying to go down the hall. And I thought that very curious because I was sure that she was in the kitchen. And so I called out to her and asked, where are you? And she said, uh, I'm in the kitchen washing dishes. And I said, okay, I need you to go with me and let's go to your room. And I explained to her what I was about to do, that I didn't want her to be afraid. But it was at that moment, she had been with us for about, at that time, probably about three years. But it was at that particular moment that I realized that she was demon possessed. Oh, wow. And so I, I laid hands on her stomach. Mm-hmm. I laid hands on her throat, her head. And I just told the demons that you have been found out and I'm casting you out. You've got to come out. Let her go. And, you know, that was it. I didn't, you know, do any screaming or yelling, jumping up and down. None of that. I just spoke the word, standing on the word of God. And I went back into the living room and sat down. And she came in and joined me on the other side. And after about 20 minutes, we were talking. And after about 20 minutes, she said her stomach was hurting really, really bad. And so she went she went to the, to the bathroom and my kids yelled out, Mom, sister is throwing up. And so I went to check on her. And she was. She was throwing up. And it was like in groupings and in co- different colors. But mind you, she had not eaten anything and she had drank very little. But she threw up for hours. There would be, and it looked like pasta. It looked like tortellini, angel hair, thick spaghetti, fettuccine, and it would be red for a while, then it would be orange for a while, then yellow, green, brown, oh my gosh. And, and, and eventually it was clear, but again, she would just, she was vomiting for several hours, just all this liquid and all of this, what looked like noodles of different types of noodles. That went on for like six weeks where every day she had to go in and throw up for a while. And so I knew from just past experiences that that was evidence of her being delivered from demons. And she obviously had seemed to me like a whole legion of them because that was the first time in our lives that I had witnessed a deliverance that took Mm -hmm. that long. And Rob, I tell you, my bathroom smelled like sulfur or like something dead. Bleach wouldn't cut it. Pine salt, Lysol, nothing that I could find would cut it for several months. But she got delivered. And after 17 years of not being able to have her license, she was able to secure her license again and able to drive and and do things for, for herself and it just, it looked like, you know, everything was going pretty well. She stopped having seizures, too. Wow. Listen, I, I don't know if I've told you this before, but I'd like to tell you now that my heart went out to you when I found out that the good bishop had passed. So from my heart to you and yours and the many hearts that I am certain are we're saddened by the passing of the bishop. My condolences. Thank you. Um, the, the 
in in 2015, our firstborn daughter also passed, and most oh. of them um, had factors from the toxic water at Camp Lejeune, North Carolina. My dear friend, you and I have to take our first break. Please stand by. Exo Nation, my very special guest is a good friend of mine, Patrick Sims. And if you'd like to find out more about Patrick, her ministry, and the great work she does, please visit her website, manaministries.net. This is the Exo, I am Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our broadcast center and studios in Crystal Beach, Ontario, Canada. There's some very big news coming up. I'm just waiting to get the word from a friend of mine before I share it with you. But there is big news. I wish I could tell you more, but I can't. I know, that was really bad of me, wasn't it, Craig? (laughs) Called a teaser here in the radio business. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just $1. Text the word GRADE to 323232 right now. Hooked on Phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun. And everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day. For more than 30 years, Hooked on Phonics has been the proven learn-to-read program that kids love to use. Text GRADE to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text GRADE to 323232 right now and get started for just $1. Text GRADE to 323232 now. Text GRADE to 323232. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Exxon. I am Rob Connell. Our guest is Patrick Sims, and her website is manaministries.net. This this entire demonic episode, where did it originate? Like, you know, I, I don't understand why the demons enter one person and not another. What is the criteria? Well, she 
she came from a very dysfunctional family. She was from Detroit, and she'd had a lot of sexual abuse, physical oh, abuse, mental abuse. Holy and cow. that that can open you up. Trauma and heartache and pain like that can actually open you up for demonic activity. And with so much that had happened to her, I remember her telling me stories of how for years she thought her father, um, her brother, the one that she thought was her brother was actually her father. And um, one day she was saying she got a package and from her family and that they had sent her like a, de- a dead, a cat, a dead cat. And oh. so she had a, she just had a lot of issues. And that was one of the reasons I think that I was drawn to her because she was just so full of pain. And I've just always liked trying to, to help people and, and rescuing the, the underdog. But you know, she actually did have some mental illness too. I never heard, I never known it to be diagnosed, but just looking back, I realized that, you know, she had some mental trauma as well as being um, demon possessed. So she, all of this hurt opened her up to it probably when she was abused um, as a child. And other ways that people can become demon possessed is, mm-hmm. you know, you don't even have to know that you're doing it but there are certain things relics um that the enemy identifies with certain certain things you can do uh seances and you know people practicing a necromancy and trying to talk to the dead and and practicing witchcraft and uh bringing certain emblems in their home that's Mm -hmm. associated with the enemy so he satan like the holy spirit you know if the holy if you um, are interested in, in loving the Lord and serving the Lord and you worship, you know, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, they will come in and sup with you. Satan is the same way. He will come in, and, but the difference is Jesus comes to give us life. The enemy comes, that the scripture tells us in John 10, 10, he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. That's his ultimate aim. Just as the Lord has a purpose for our lives, Satan has a purpose too. But that's just that's just a few ways that you know the enemy can come in. Um, Ouija boards is another one uh, that people think is very innocent, and it's not. I mean, those things really do happen. Mm-hmm. Um, the the games that they play, that the levitation and all of these things are act, satanic activities. And if you get involved with them. You open yourself up to uh, like influence, vexation, oppression, and the very worst of those would be total possession of your body and your 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 spirit and your and your mind. And that's what had happened to her. She was going through all the motions, acting like she was a you know a Christian, and you know we we thought she was. We thought she she was already one when she started coming to church with us, but she actually had all this baggage and, and all of these demons because she there's more so we we relocated that happened in around um about 1985 and we relocated back to mississippi in 1988 in fact it was my deceased daughter's birthday so i remember it vividly it was june the first 1988 and we moved back one of the reasons was because my mom had breast cancer and she'd had a mastectomy and it wasn't looking good and the doctors were not giving her long to live but the good news is that i actually had to go and get her in 2013 
and she she didn't pass until 2016, a year after my daughter passed. All three of them passed in my home with me as their caregiver, and they were all on hospice. But that was our reason for returning. And so this this young lady, and she she was a Caucasian woman. Mm -hmm. She called, and she was just you know in a bad way, and because we were like family family to her, but there were things that she was doing that caused my kids trauma even into their adult years and I wondered uh, you know I, I, I felt bad uh, I felt guilty because they they got in trouble sometimes for things that she did because she was an adult and I believed her and it just it caused my family just a whole lot of a lot of pain but I did. I allow her to move to Mississippi with us. You started to ask something. Yeah, I was going to ask you, uh, Patrick, how can listeners know, listening tonight around the world, mm -hmm. if someone that is just screwing up their life left, right, and center, who's acting totally out of character, mm -hmm. if they're possessed? Sometimes there are obvious there's, there are obvious signs, like some of the people that we were involved with, mm -hmm. their deliverance would growl, howl, yeah. and make ugly faces, talk back, resist, and tell you, just like, the, just like what you see actually on the movies, um, they actually do some of these things, but it's not, it was not that way with her. She was very calm. And even the manifestations of the demons was, was different. I have not seen uh, a deliverance like that since her. So some of it would be real obvious, but not necessarily because they lie dormant. Demons need a body to really do the, the greatest damage that they, they want to do, to be able to operate in the earth. They need a body to be able to do it through. So they're not necessarily wanting people to know that they're there. And this is will be off of you know, topic a little bit, but when we were in Germany, I remember we were at a choir rehearsal and we were doing good. Uh, uh, and a young man came in off the street mm -hmm. and everything just went awry. And the directors knew that it wasn't us. They didn't really know what was going on. So they said, okay, everybody, let's just go back to our seats and we're just going to pray. We're going to pray and we're going to praise. And that's what we started doing. And this, this young man, I was on the last pew, and another minister was on the last pew also. And this young man, who we later learned, his name was Joe Green, he was behind us. And he started getting really, really loud. And we thought, oh, he, he must know the Lord. He's praising the Lord, too. Mm -hmm. He's making a joyful noise unto the Lord. Well, he was making a noise, but it wasn't unto the Lord. Mm -hmm. It was because of the power and the presence of God in the believers that were there and the demon in him started manifesting he fell out in the floor and from one end of the wall to like the middle of the aisle he was crawling moving on his back with all ease just like a snake his tongue was coming out of his mouth his eyes were glazed over and there was this guttural voice that was coming up out of his stomach and some one of the actually my spiritual mom they were mentors she and her husband were uh very um i should i guess i could say gifted in the art of d 
deliverance because of how she grew up. So her husband, George, started casting the demons out. And I wasn't afraid because of even though I was still pretty, pretty new in the things of God, but because of some of the other experiences that I had had because of witches in the neighborhood, I wasn't afraid. I understood what was going on. So I joined in on um, being around to to cast this demon out. And this one was talking back and, uh, you know, telling George, who was who was the main one, mm-hmm. he was talking back and he I remember him saying you know no he's my George said you're coming out and the demon said no it didn't sound like a person it was really? again just like what you hear in the movies with this this guttural voice he's like no he's mine oh, and I'm wow. not giving him up and we told him you don't have a choice we're casting you out and I don't know how much time passed maybe 20 minutes maybe 30 but you could tell when he was when the demon actually exited his body because he blinked his eyes were no longer glazed over. He looked, he got up, he walked around to the front of the church at the altar facing us, got on his knees and cried like a baby. And he just kept saying, I'm free, I'm free, I'm free. So sometimes they can be sitting next to you and you not know that a person is demon possessed, but they usually, they, they always, get agitated when the presence of the Lord is around or people are worshiping God. They they don't like that and, and they tend to manifest really? because it, it annoys them. All right, and Patrick, that- please stand by. You and I have to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. Exonation, the one and only Patrick Sims is my very special guest, a good friend to the Exonation. Her website, manaministries.net, and uh, Patrick and I will be back on the other side of this Oh, short news break, so don't go away. Explanation, Patrick Sims is our very special guest at this hour, www.manaministries.com. Patrick, as always, great having you on the show. But let me ask you, can the devil or a demonic entity transfer from one person to the next? They can. They can. 
if that person is is open to them um and if they have been delving into witchcraft or sorcery or any practices you know black magic mm -hmm. and even what some call white magic because it's all demonically driven and if they have been involved in that and and we were always careful of that for other people that were around if we were casting demons out because they do look for another host and we would demand and command that they go into um, dry places because they can go from one to the other. What about people who are on drugs or they're, al or they're addicted to alcohol? Does this open up the portal for the demonic entities to take possession of them? Absolutely. And hypnotism too because you, when you're not in control of your own faculties, that leaves you open for them to, to come in and once again take over and take charge. And that's why oftentimes people act like they're losing their mind, it's, and it's because they don't really, they're not really in control of their own faculties themselves. And that's absolutely both of those um, are ways that the enemy comes in to possess. It's not to say that everybody who drinks, you know, alcohol, but sure. if you're drunk in a drunken stupor or you're on these hypnotic drugs that make you want to, you know, think you can think you can fly, you know, off of the Empire State Building. Yeah, they absolutely can uh, come in, inhabit and wreak havoc in your life and the life of your family. How about a, a, a person who is suffering from uh, depression? Uh, who are taking uh, prescribed drugs, who are just totally out of whack. You know, they're totally, they don't want to do anything. They don't want to move. Uh, they, they sleep a lot. Is this also an invitation for the demonic entities? It can be. Depression can be. Mm -hmm. um, and in fact, some of the, some sicknesses, or because of demons, not a, not every sickness, right. and even like I was thinking of cases in the Bible where sometimes when Jesus cast a devil out, that person had their mind back, or they was cured of a disease that they had lived with for years, and it's the same um, with us. And um, if a person is extremely depressed because that that's what the enemy comes to do anyway to steal kill destroy to oppress and to depress and mm -hmm. they can sink low enough that they just don't care they don't care anymore and they empty themselves or and there are some that just have actually invited him in and, and when you invite him in he's definitely um, always going to accept the invitation um, Drugs, even prescribed drugs, because there are some that I, I'd had a surgery in the past and I realized that my prescribed drugs were causing me certain hallucinations and certain weird feelings and certain uh, things that were happening with my mind and I stopped taking them because I didn't want to be um, and then I, I wasn't afraid being a Christian that the enemy could possess me, but because of what I saw happening, I didn't even want to be um, doing that. And a lot of people 
don't even know. They have no idea. There are people who are walking around with spirits, but some, mm-hmm. you know, they, there's a hierarchy uh, in the spirit realm, the dark kingdom. And Ephesians 6 and 12 tells us, you know, there it, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. They are a ranking order. So there are some who are more violent, who are more, oh, this brings up something else in my mind that I know I won't have time to go in depth about it, but recently um, in May, April, May, we had an incident with a, a family member and because he had gotten involved with a cult group, Ooh. that opened him up to demonic activity and it was like, nothing I'd ever seen. And it affected me. It really affected me because of how close I am uh, to that person. And I went on a fast because I was that affected. And uh, about the third day, I had this dream and the Lord showed me what had happened and how it had happened. And this particular person, again, the open door for him was because of the cult group. He didn't even know that it was a cult because it's under the the guise of being um, Israelites, um, Mm -hmm. true Israelites. But it's anything but because they sow discord, they spread hatred, and they cause division. But he was bound by a demon in the dream that I saw it, it was a strong man that had a stronghold and identified as as Python because you know some of the the words in the Bible when you look up the Greek it it goes deeper than what we're seeing on the surface we might see dragon or we might see snake or you know we might see magic and when you look it up it goes deeper so uh, yeah there there are a lot of ways and because I believe that we are, in the end days, and I see, everybody can see evil increasing all around us and constitution changing and, you know, boundaries being moved and the closer right. we get to um, that that second coming, the more demonic activity according to, you know, Daniels and, and Revelations and, you know, the apocryphal books. The, the closer we get to the soon return of the Lord, the more of this demonic activity we are going to see. And it's like, it's rampant. It's rampant in the land. And a lot of things that people are doing is not normal. It's not natural. It is demonically driven. Um, I was reading a story the other day about, and I actually saw the picture of a 31-year-old man that had just brutally raped um a nine-year-old girl. Oh my and, God! Know, yeah, and it's just—it's not a—it's na- not natural for people to do some of the things that they're doing. But the demons don't care. Mm-hmm. They don't care. All they want to do is cause pain and destruction, because that's who they are. That's what they are. Let me ask you this: If somebody does not believe or practice a their prayers or acknowledge Jesus Christ or God, does that also open up a door for a demon? <laughs> Absolutely, because you have you have no covering. You mm. you may be a morally good person, right. but if you delve into any of the these arts that 
strong Satan is strongly involved in, mm-hmm. you're definitely open because again, there's no you have no covenant and you have no covering. So you're it, it's not it's not safe. Here we're just in the post COVID nineteen uh, crisis. During COVID, did you find or were you aware of any increase in demonic activity? Uh, not any more so than what I'm seeing right now. At really? least, you know, I was home so much. I mm-hmm. think most of us were till if it was, I wasn't really hearing about it like like I am right now. Um, we're actually dealing with a situation right now at our church and I don't have the liberty right now to go into I the, understand to the details of it but we we're dealing with it um you know even now so sure. um in this month we were talking about it on the global team ministry prayer line today the month of October and how you know Halloween is celebrated on the 31st and um, it October is there's much more there's a greater increase <clears throat> excuse me a greater increase mm-hmm. in demonic activity because of the celebration uh, and the festivals for the witches and the warlocks um, people tend to disappear more and a lot of people aren't aware that people are just disappearing. We know there's a lot of human trafficking, sex trafficking, but a lot of them are being sac- still are being sacrificed to, wow. uh, to the devil. All right, stand by, Patrick. We've got to take our final break for this hour. Fascinating information. Exonation. Patrick Sims is our special guest. And if you'd like to find out more about Patrick, the great work she does, and her ministry, visit manaministries.net. But I wish someone had to talk to me like I want to talk to you. Ooh, I've been to Georgia and California, anywhere I could run. Took the hand of a preacher man and we made love in the sun. But I ran out of places and friendly And welcome back, everyone. Patrick Sims is our special guest. Our website is manaministries.net. Uh, 
Uh, Patrick, uh, just going back to our first segment where we were talking about the friend who was possessed, whatever happened to her? Well, when we moved back to uh, Mississippi, Mm -hmm. she called and, and was requesting to come and live with us again. And even though my husband warned me, if you let her come again, she's going to cause major problems. And, and I felt sorry for her because of the issues that she had had. And, you know, I had seen, I'd seen changes, but she actually opened herself back up to demons. Uh, there's, there's a scripture in, in Matthew 12 and 43 that says, you know, when spirits have been cast out, they, they, they're in the dry places, but they're looking for a whole soul. They'll go back oftentimes to the one they were cast out of just to see if they're available. And if they are open to it, they're not just coming themselves. They're bringing seven more stronger than themselves. And I'm convinced that that's exactly what happened to her. But wow. I did. I allowed her to come back um, because I was my husband gave this illustration one time at church and he had us hold our Bibles at hand length and read and you could see it clearly. Then he had us put it close to our face and he said, read. Nobody could because we were too close to the print on the pages. And that's how the situation was with me where she was concerned. There was a lot that I wasn't seeing. People were telling me. And then sometimes it's like, you know, I feel like kicking myself because of how I'd been able to help people in the past. And this was not just in my backyard. This was in my house. And there was so much that I missed. But the good news is that this time it didn't go on like that for, you know, three years like it did before. I started realizing that something is not right here. My life was going crazy again. So I, um, once again, I prayed and I asked the Lord to reveal to me what was going on with her. And I had a dream. And in that dream, she was close to my job and was, uh, it was a one-way street and she was running head on into me on the one-way street driving and she had three other women in the car with her. I saw her face and she was laughing. Right after that dream, everything started unfolding. My children, my two uh, younger kids, they were like six and eight. They were almost kidnapped twice. So I went to the police station to report it. Um, My car was sabotaged. My brakes were sabotaged. There was obscenities that were painted on my car. And so I went to report it. Um, The short of it is I ended up before uh, detectives, about eight of them in a room, and they played a reel. And to my surprise, this best friend of mine, who I'm thinking is just, you know, loving the Lord because she's in church doing the same thing everybody else is, lifting her hands and thank you, Jesus. And I heard this foul mouth, worse than any sailor I had ever heard. And she had made a bomb threat against the hospital that she was working at. And something I said, to this day, I don't know what it is that I said, but something that I said clued them and connected her. So I ended up having to meet with FBI agents in a place that I didn't even know existed in our town. Um, But they talked to me for several hours, and they were the ones who informed me uh, that she was the one behind a lot of the misery in my life. I was receiving phone calls at work, at church, on my job. 
with a, a white woman was calling and saying, you know, you know, I'm in love with your husband. He's in love with me, and we're having this affair. And, oh, Lord. and she knew so much about us mm-hmm. till he was almost convincing me. And, and I'm asking him, what are you doing? And he's like, Patrick, I'm not doing, I'm not doing anything. And I'm thinking, well, you know, why, why are these women calling me like that? Well, she was paying a woman to call and harass me. Oh, Lord. So the, the, the um, detective said, contact mm-hmm. the phone company and have a trace put in your phone, but keep it secret. So that night when the lady called, of course, I was sitting on the floor and, and this, you know, uh, I will call her Lynn. Right. That's her middle name, and she was she was laying on the floor just watching me. So I just played along when the lady called and just you know said what she had to say, and I said what I had to say, and she was looking like you know don't don't worry about it. She called me mummy most mm-hmm. of the time, which just made my kids so upset because we were about the same age. And don't worry about it, mummy. It's gonna be all right. Well, the the FBI agent said that she was in love with me, and that she was trying to destroy my marriage. She was trying to get rid of all of my kids so that she could have me to herself. And things that happened in Lawton, Oklahoma, and things that happened in Meridian, Mississippi, she was behind it. There were fires at nursing facilities where she worked, at um, gas stations where she worked. There we would get bills for big birthday celebrations that were done in my name. A gas company show up at the door two o'clock in the morning and say Patrick reported a gas leak and I was asleep so I didn't report anything. But it was like the enemy was trying to use her to totally destroy to totally destroy my life. She ended up going to jail and really because of my affiliation with her, it was just really the Lord. But the the FBI agents knew they knew that I was naive and that I was innocent. But she went to prison. She didn't just go to jail. She went to prison. Wow. And that's just part of it. <laughs> we don't have time for all of it. So, Patrick, what are your final thoughts that you'd like to share with the Exo Nation tonight when it comes to demonic possession? Well. My thing is the only way to keep demons out is to keep Jesus in. And if you don't have him, it's so simple to get to know him. You know, we we quote the scripture from Romans 10, 9 and 10, that if we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that um, the Lord raised Jesus from the dead and ask him to forgive us of our sins, he really will. And it's really as simple as that if we mean it and believe it. And it's a process. You know, I've been, um, I'll be 63 in December and I've been saved since I was 17. So it's a process. But the only way to really keep them out is to have Jesus in because he gave power to the church. He gave authority. And he mm-hmm. said the gates of hell will never prevail against his church. So we have his word that we can always stand on. He told us in Matthew 16, 18 and 19, I have given you the keys to the kingdom. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. So that's really, that's the only sure way. That's the only sure way. Why doesn't God, in all his power, just eradicate all the demons? <laughs> he will. He will. He has an appointed time, and he will. But um, his timetable, his cup of wrath is not full yet. 
-hmm. And that's that's what caused a lot of people to say it's not real. It's not going to happen. But they were saying the same thing in Noah's day. And there's all kind of evidence, archaeological evidence that, you know, things happen, a flood happened and all of that. And, you know, we don't know. We 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 feel like I think seems like each generation thinks that he's coming in our time. Some people thought Hitler was, you know, the Antichrist. Mm -hmm. All I do know is that he is coming and every wrong will be righted, if I can say it like that, and that he is going to usher peace back to the world. Um, the world is searching for peace now, but it's never really going to know peace until Jesus is actually established and seated upon his throne. Are we in the final days as depicted in the book of Revelation? I believe. You know, I had a dream about... I guess about a month or so ago, I have a lot of dreams and I have end time dreams. And in the dream, um, there were things that the Lord spoke to me before and during the dream and even after. And and that we are we're in the beginning of the beginning of of sorrows. So I do believe uh, that we are um, and that there is a great possibility that the Antichrist may already, of course, not, you know, manifesting or. Right allowing people to know who he really is but it just seemed to me with so much that's going on that he may already be in the earth uh, in America you know we look at some of the other countries where Christians like I, I got an email today praying for Christians in Afghanistan and India and just you know Haiti that are being beheaded and tongues cut out and oh, just Lord. killed because of their their, their belief yeah. in, in Jesus. And to me, that's one sure way for people to know that it's real. I mean, all the other religions you don't hear, I don't hear of people being tormented like that about their faith. And if, so if it wasn't real, why do you care? You know, why do you want to yeah. make people renounce him? Patrick, I hate to do this, but we've run out of time for tonight. I want to thank you so much for being with us, my friend. You are so welcome. And, it was my pleasure. And Please take care of yourself. My best to all your loved ones, and I look forward to the next time you and I meet back here in the X-Zone. God I bless you, my friend. Bye-bye now. X-Zone Nation, if you'd like to get more information about our guest this hour, Patrick Sims, visit www.manaministries.net. I'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away.